This is Truly German from allthingsgerman.net, episode 4 for the 18th of September 2009. Comments and views on the news from Germany from Graham Tappenden, Maria Shipley and this week with Kathy Dobson. Hello and welcome to Truly German, episode 4. Hello. It's a good day today, it's a good episode. Yeah, it's, it's going to be different. Because we've right? got a guest. Mm-hmm. We've got our first guest. Yes. And in the line, listening to us as we speak, is Cathy Dobson. Hello, Cathy. Hello, hello, Graham. Hello, Marianne. Hi, Cathy. And we are really excited because it's the first time we've managed to have a guest, I think, on the telephone. We've had other guests in on other podcasts we've done in, in the studio, but that's... Um, this is the first time we've done anything at length mm-hmm. like this. Right. I hope it all works. You're ready? Yep. Yes, I'm ready. You're ready. Um, you've been watching the politics this week, everyone? <laughs> You're asking both of us? I'm asking both uh, of us. For the brief time until I can manage to reach the remote control, yes. Yeah, did you, did you watch any of these TV uh, duels stuff with Merkel and Steinmeier and... The others on Monday? Uh, I haven't actually. Um, uh, to be honest, um, because I'm not allowed to vote as a foreigner in the, uh, in, in the election for the uh, Chancellor, I, I've paid less attention to that than I did to the local elections. Yeah, me too. Makes sense, yeah. And you too. Well, um, I actually, I watched part of the debate. I mean, I, I, mean, I mean, you don't vote. I don't vote, that's right. But you know what, this year I actually kept my voting paper because I might just go. I mean, I, I kind of will decide last minute. So which one did you watch? I, I watched something on Monday. With, uh, what's Monday was La Fontaine. No, um, no, then it was Sunday. and... No, it was Sunday. It was Monday Ma- was Merkel and Steinmeier. Okay, that's the one I watched for about ten minutes and then I had to give up the TV again. What did you think? For ten minutes? Yeah, for about ten minutes. You didn't see much of it. No, actually, I formed my opinion, you know, more on what I read afterwards. You know, like, <laughs> Germany's big yawn and blah, blah, that's blah. The one, that's, the, that's the one I like most on Monday morning in the newspaper. Yes, we gain. Yeah. Gain. Gain. Yes, we gain. Yes, we yawn, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, you might vote. I might vote this year. Yeah, there will there shall be miracles. Yeah, you have to understand. Maria doesn't normally go to vote. Yeah. And what's what, what's making you think about doing it this this time? Well, I guess because I've never voted, I think I should vote once in my life before I get too old. I think I should do it once. Well, that's a good reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah because this is, this is the bit that we both, we, the two of us can't vote this right. time. Yeah, you can. And, you and, and then I don't take and advantage you don't. of it. Yeah. I, I know it doesn't make me a good German. And we, and, but we, and we might like to. Yeah, but see, I, I've never claimed to be a good German either, so, yeah. So. Um, yeah, the general consensus seems to be, for most people in the country, that Monday wa- sorry, Sunday's debate was pretty mm. boring. Right. Um, Monday's was a bit more lively. I actually saw some of Monday's, which were quite interesting um, things they were discussing. And they, they were prepared, I mean, they've hmm, got nothing to lose by you. They were prepared to take a start and say, this is how we'd solve the economy, this is how we'd solve the environment. And mm-hmm. the other two were sort of, well, yeah, all these sort of starting partners, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I was talking of the economy. Mm-hmm. You remember last time when we were talking about these toilets? Toilets in the, the toilets in the station. Oh, okay, yeah. I found something else here. Kathy. Yeah. Are you? Are you, are you <laughs> still there? I'm, I'm still there. I'm getting nervous now. No, I know. I know, I know about toilets. I know. <laughs> yeah. I've read about your your obsession with toilets. Um, um, you know. Have you heard, read about the uh, money that Mayor Bush has uh, suddenly received for you know to get the economy going? I have heard about this indeed. I'm most interested in this particular topic. Yeah, but the, the yes. it says the town has received four million euros for mm. so they can spend. Well, they can spend it to get the economy going. You know. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. Spend it on, and yes, and, and, and they're going to spend it on school toilets. They're spending it on the uh, grammar school toilets. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, as I have. Uh, oh, sorry. I take that back. No, they're, they're spending on school toilets and the grammar school heating system. Sorry. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, as I have two children in Mabush schools, uh, I can honestly say that this is one of the uh, the things that I would applaud because uh, I don't know if you've been to any grammar school toilets in Germany, uh, but I would say that most of the ones I've seen could really do with some money spending on them. I, have to, I haven't seen no haven't been, not recently and the primary school that our daughter goes to is relatively new it's only about five years old so yeah, yeah. They're, they're a bit young at that age as well to start writing too many rude things on the walls ah that's the problem so they're, they're spending four million euros on anti-graffiti mm. well possibly <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and the heating system is also, uh, I, I, I would again applaud the, uh, the, the fantastic uh, idea of spending money on heating. Um, because what I do not want uh, is what normally happens in, in these parts, which is, you know, halfway through the summer, your kids suddenly appear home from school because their kids are fry, oh, yeah. uh, which usually means that they've somehow managed to, uh, to nobble the school thermometer. Uh, and then in the winter they, they appear home because it's the, the, there's uh, schneefrei or kälterfrei or something because the heating system's not working. <laughs> so uh, at, at some stage I would actually like them to be in school. <laughs> with, with the Is it that bad? I mean, my, my, daughter, my daughter's only been in school for three weeks now, but I'm sort of already, you know, it's when they come home at half past eleven, you think, my God, you know, we used to go to school in, the, in England for, till half past three. Right. I know I see kids coming home when um, you know, sometimes I'm shopping, like at 10.25, that's when third period uh, finishes. Uh, FIS that short? No, no, not FIS. The kids are, kids are always in school at least till three. Okay, FIS is Frankfurt International School, which is about sort of 100 metres from here. Yeah, and ah, okay. it's a full-time school and plus after-school activities, so the kids come home between 3 and 6 or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But now I do see German kids walking around like, at, you know, 10, 25, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah that's yeah. strange. Yeah. Strange indeed. So, staying with the subject of Meerbusch... Tell us, tell us. We've got, we've got your book on the table in front of us. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, tell, that's tell, fantastic. I, I, I was trying to get through it before. 
<laughs> before we talked, and, and due to the building site taking a bit long today, I got stuck around page 150. Yes, please. But I thought it was quite. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I had a good laugh all through the weekend. I have to admit. Oh, good. <laughs> I gave Maria, Maria some of the highlights when she turned up this evening. So right. she's, she's up on some bits. Yeah. And, and actually, come to think of it, I wanted to ask: did, Were you called Cartoon Cat before the photo, or did that come out of it? Um, <laughs> no, it, uh, it, it was just a name that I came up with, a, a, sort of on a whim, really. It, it was, uh, I, I can't really explain it, actually. <laughs> okay, well, t- t- tell us about the book, because the people listen to this, obviously, listen to read our blogs and listen to our podcasts, mm-hmm. so they might not know about it. Do you want to tell them what it's about? Yes, um, well, Planet Germany was really, uh, it was, it's sort of written as, a, uh, as an account of a year in the life of an expat in Germany, or an expat family in Germany. Um, it, it's actually... Uh, set in a particular year, which was uh, the year when I was also uh, setting up my own business in this country, um, together with a German business partner who um, has very different views about uh, Brits <laughs> than, uh, <laughs> than perhaps most Germans. Uh, she, she thinks that we're chronically undernourished, um, in fact that we're all you know, just a little bit mad, possibly very mad. <laughs> um, <laughs> She may have a point, of course. Uh, Maria will tell me afterwards, I'm sure. I, I, did, I did wonder if she ought to meet my wife, actually, and discuss these matters, yeah. Um, and the, uh, the, the, the tale really get, kind of goes through the year, um, recounting all the things that happened both to the family, uh, to my increasingly uh, expanding set of cats. We have six at the moment now, so uh, it's even oh. more than in the book. Um, and, uh, and and what happens to the relationship between uh, myself and Birgit, the uh, uh, the German business partner? Um, now you're only halfway through, aren't you? So I shan't uh, see what happens in the second half. I've read uh, the, I, I have to admit, I had to read the last two pages. Oh, right. <laughs> when, I read the fir- when I read the first two, I'm not going to give the game away now, but when I read the first two about a certain television programme, I had to p- quickly flick the last two to see if it comes up again. <laughs> um, okay, you, you wanted to know something. Yeah, Cathy, I would like to know, um, as far as writing the book, uh, I'm sure you thought about it maybe for a couple of years, or friends told you, gosh, your life is so interesting and so funny, you should write a book. When did that actually take place? When did you know, yes, I'm going to do it? Um, I think it was, it, well, it was probably sometime in the middle of about 2004 mm-hmm. uh, that I started sort of gathering together the, the ideas and the material. And, um, and I suppose I started writing sometime in 2005 and finally finished it in 2007. Oh, um, sure. mm-hmm. And of course, it isn't. Uh, it, it, although it is autobiographical, um, it, it isn't an actual, uh, you know, blow-by-blow account of uh, of everything that happened to us in the course of one year. It, it pulls together anecdotes from uh, from the 17 years that I've lived in Germany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in fact. Um, one of the things that happened after I'd written it was that uh, various members of my family rang up and uh, 
expressed a, a great deal about, of concern about my health. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you seem to be drinking an awful lot. <laughs> because, uh, because one of the things that, that happens in the book is, is, is of course, that, so that I describe all the different you know, festivals and parties yeah. and, and so on that goes on. It sounds like there's a sort of non-stop <laughs> you know, beer and wine consumption. <laughs> Maybe you should mention that Marie's got a bottle of wine here because she always yeah. brings wine. I always have wine here, you know, so, well, at home too, you know, but I guess, yeah, of course you didn't write about, let's say, the slow days or the days that went without anything happening, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so so they think he must have been doing a lot of the thinking. (laughs) Well, you know, well, as long as the book sells, I mean. (laughs) I've I've got the bone to pick, that's not the question you told me. You are, you want to know if Birgit had read the book. Oh, that's the other question, yeah. Yeah, you know, when Graham was reading a couple of parts to me about, you know, when Biggie came in the kitchen, I guess, uh, was it New Year's Eve? Yeah. And Ooh. she <laughs> lifted up the lid, you know, and said, you know, what are you making and all that, and uh, a couple of remarks. And uh, I even asked him right away, like, has Biggie read the book? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> well, I gave a copy to Biggie. Okay. Um I gave a copy to her of the manuscript prior to publication, and I said, if you don't want me to publish this, mm-hmm. tell me, and I won't. Um, and then for the next two weeks, I nagged her, you know, have you actually read it? Have you, you know? Um, and uh, she said, well, she started it, she said. And um, in the end, she said, she said, listen, go ahead and publish it. She said, I, I just think it's, it's terribly uninteresting. It's all about these normal things in German. And, um, you know, there's, there's nothing of any interest to anybody in it. Nobody's ever going to buy it. <laughs> um, so that was when I knew that it was actually going to be quite good. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. I kept getting nagged by my wife at the weekend. I couldn't put it down. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I have to get a copy myself, yeah. I mean, so... Okay, and you've got the blog as well, which is sort of, is it follow-up the book, or is it just sort of snippets? It, 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 it came after the book. Um, what, what happened once I'd written the book, and, uh, you know, don't forget, it, it was more or less three years of writing. Um, so I sort of sat back and thought, phew, you know, thank goodness that's over. Uh, <laughs> now I don't, don't have this, this thing hanging over me that I've still got, you know, one and a half chapters to go, and I have to go and finish this thing. Um, and, um, you know, meanwhile, uh, the, the book came out, people started to buy it, uh, and then I had all these people sort of emailing me and, and ringing me up saying, when's the next one coming out? <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't possibly write another you know, novel and get one out in, you know, before people have lost interest. So, uh, so, so that was when I decided to start the blog, so that at least I could say, well, you know, I'm writing you a little bit of something every few days. Right, right. <laughs> That, that sounds familiar, because Ben had the same problem. I don't know if you've heard of Ben Curtis in Spain. I have, actually, yes. Yeah, he, did, he wrote a book called Errands in Iberia, about oh, his moving yeah. to Spain, getting married and this stuff. And he's brought out a second book now, but he did it as an audio book, so he didn't sit down and write, he just sort of spoke it. <laughs> yeah. Without, um, sort of half prepared and then just sat down, you know, once a day and, and dictated the chapter. But you know what, I think asking when the second book is coming out, it's like, like, you know, people here 
when you have one, you have one child, people ask you, yeah. when are you going they to have the second one? Child or, or when you date somebody, they're going to ask you when you get married. And when you get married, they ask you when are you going to have the baby. So yeah. kind, of, kind of like something to say, in a way, uh, showing that they take interest. And, uh, yeah, but it, it's, uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the way it is, yeah. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. So, <laughs> so um, the, the bit you're probably dreading most now, <laughs> we have our okay. game in the middle of the... In the podcast, you've you've heard the game in the last edition, haven't you? I have indeed. Yes, you have. So you know know roughly what's coming. So just to explain, we're going to. I shall read you or give you details of three news articles that came out in the last week in Germany, or at least they took place in Germany. And then I shall give you a choice of three Bundesländer, and you have to guess which one this took place in. Right. If you get two out of three right then I shall send you a truly German t-shirt, of which I'm now sporting one because I've actually finally got around to designing it. Mm-hmm. Oh. I wanted to... <coughs> <laughs> Surprise, it's here. Um, and, okay, if you don't, then I'll, they, will, they will go for an all-things German pen instead. Yeah, this is what I have been getting so far, because I used to get just one ride out of three, so don't feel bad if you're not doing too well, okay? okay? Last, year you got, last week you got none right, is that not... No, right. last time we, we said on one and a half, I got right. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't that bad. I will start off... Are you ready? <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll start off with the um, story of a football team who were in the, right. news this, were in the news this week because of the large number of parking tickets they'd received. It turns out that the only way for them to park at their training ground, this is this is uh, Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> the only way to park at their training ground is on a um, pay and display parking space, which of course is relatively unusual. Normally, you put your pull your ticket and yeah. pay when you leave. Right. But they've got to pay and display parking to place, so they have to do, get well, in advance. Yeah, they have to go back and put in the car. Well, you, you, you tell the train, I've just got to pop off and put some more money on the car. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is right. The Bundesliga, so they yeah. get into their training ground and, and they have to, you know, put their money in the slot and take a ticket for two hours or so. And then the training overruns and it seems they're amassing quite a, um, quite an amount of uh, park tickets. Parking yeah, I, c- I, can, I can just see the panic uh, amongst the players if it runs into extra time. Well, that's a game. This is, this is the training during the week. Yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. happening on a daily basis. That, you know, the trainer Gosh. keeps the nerve a bit longer, and the, you know, the car, so the you know, police can come along, and, you mm. know, 11 cars at once. Well, they know where to find the money on, <laughs> on, yeah, on these days. Yeah. Right. So, which sort of part of Germany would have such a ridiculous parting rule in front of its... Stadium. Is it? All of them, probably. <laughs> <laughs> right. This <is> Germany. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I think the, 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 um, the, the, uh, the captain said, das ist wohl einmalig in der Bundesliga, dass die Spieler vor dem Training erst einmal ein Parkticket lösen müssen. Mm. Mm. Right. Okay. Nice as well. So, we've got three to choose from. Is it, by, is it in our neck of the woods in Hessen? Mm-hmm. Is it in Maria's neck of the woods in Bavaria? Or is it in your neck of the woods in North Rhine-Westphalia? I like the German names. North Rhine-Westphalia. Let's say North Rhine-Westphalia. <laughs> okay. Let me think. Well, first of all, um, okay, my, my initial guess was that it was going to be somewhere in the east. <laughs> so I'm going to take it on that. No. <laughs> However, um, 
let me think. First of all, Zweite Bundesliga. Um, Just, I'm just trying to think of Zweite Bundesliga teams that there are in Hessen. Oh yeah, we, we haven't got that many. They've all gone up. We used to have Frankfurt and Mainz and Offenbach, and they're all in the second league. Mm. And you know, Frankfurt and yeah. Mainz made it back so, again. Just, just on a statistical basis, I'm going to discard Hessen um, on the grounds that, uh, that that it's probably in one of the others. Now, of course, in Nordrhein-Westfalen, we've got all of the, uh, <laughs> the main Bundesliga clubs. <coughs> um, but we also have quite a lot of second-league clubs that could be there. Bavaria. I don't know much about parking in Bavaria, I have to say. Um, I normally, if I go through Bavaria, I'm normally travelling on public transport. Certainly in Northern Westfalen, there are an awful lot of pay and display car parks. So I would guess that it's probably in Northern Westfalen. That Homburg's full of them as well. Mm. And over Russell on the streets. Yeah. yeah, but did you get Kathy's answer? I did. Mm. And that, you're, you're sticking with Northern Westfalen? I'm going to stick with Northern Westfalen. Okay. Team concerned is the SC Paderborn. Paderborn, how oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So you're right. Yes. Got the first one right. Well done. Ha, okay. This is looking. This is looking. Slightly more dangerous. Slightly more dangerous for me this week. Okay. Um. Okay. Second item. Second item. <laughs> it took place in the town of Krauschwitz. Have you ever heard of that? Um, um, and <laughs> police were alerted um, on last Sunday that there was a terrorist outside the bakeries in mm-hmm. the street in Krauschitz. Okay. Um, apparently, the people were reporting that there was someone dressed as a Muslim mm-hmm. collecting gate, collecting money, sorry, <laughs> and with a, uh, something that looked like a bomb around their neck. <laughs> It turned out that the, per- the young man in question was enjoying his stag night, and the bomb in question was a carrot. He was enjoying his what night? Stag night. What is that? Junggesellenabend. Ah, so, bachelor's uh, yeah. party. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he was wearing a carrot around his neck? So he was dressed into the, you know, the white... After some bullet so white with a carrot round his neck, and they said, there's a with a bomb round his neck, and <laughs> the police <laughs> <laughs> who was actually drunk? The, per- the guy who stagnated it was, or the person who reported them? No, that is the, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so, um, the question is, is this in Sachsen? Is this in Sachsen-Anhalt? Or is it in Mecklenburg-Vorpommern? Which of these states mm. would be crazy enough to mistake a... <laughs> Trump <laughs> a bachelor for a terrorist. For a Muslim with a bomb. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let me think. Um, you know, again, it's a, it's a story that I haven't uh, come across in the news. Um, gosh. I have to. That, that one was in Bildzeitung. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously read the wrong bits. 
my feeling, let me think of, Mecklenburg Full Pommern, it's always a Bundesland that I never like to, uh, to pick because I find it so difficult to spell. <laughs> um, Saxon Anhalt, let me look at them. Saxon Anhalt, uh, well, mm, it's, a, it's a sort of large Bundesland with not too many major towns or major conurbations in it. So it's quite possible that uh, that in a, a small town there, you might end up with. Uh, yeah, certain misunderstandings and unawareness of, of what a, a terrorist might look like and, and what a, yeah. a drunk person with a carrot around their neck might look like. So I think I think I think I'm going to go for Saxon Anhalt this time. Okay. Do you want to have a guess, Maria? I think because uh, you, you were looking at sort of like as if you hadn't got a clue. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's why you want to get my opinion, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Not for well, t-shirt. I think I would go for Mecklenburg for Pommern, just for the fun of it. That would be fun, because you'd both be wrong. Okay. And the answer's that. Klaus Schwitz is um, near Görlitz. Oh, it's actually in, in Landkreis Görlitz, which okay. is sort of near the Polish border oh, in okay. Saxon. Okay, Kathy, okay. you see how well I do, right? <laughs> they don't have many Al-Qaeda members around there, I believe. Yeah, right. No. No. Okay. Okay, this is going to get interesting. Go down to the last one. Okay. You'll like this one. A German court this week turned down the application from a German resident to have his bank refund him the 500 euro note that his cat allegedly swallowed. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Apparently the cat had sort of, you know, tried to eat the 500 euro note, Mm -hmm. and, okay, as you do, the the man took the sort of note to the bank, and... What was left of it. What was left of it, and said, my cat ate it, so like, Mm -hmm. I had to think of homework at the time, but... (laughs) um, I tried this with a teacher in a homework once, but it didn't work either. No. <laughs> well, you sh- what you did wrong, I can tell you what you did wrong. The, the, the bank refused to mm-hmm. reissue him mm-hmm. a new note, and so he took them to court. The judge said that since he was unable to produce the rest of the note, oh, yeah. now, then he um, was not entitled to have the 500 euro replaced. He sh- what he should have done would have been to have collect the excrement, excrement from the cat, right, and which would have t- contained portions of the note and, you know, the mm-hmm. cell right. structure mm-hmm. of the note, and taken that to the bank, mm-hmm. and then he would have complete, had the complete note, and then they should, of course, replace it. Yeah. But you don't, which, yeah. which, of course, made me think that is the reason why you have these funny toilets here, because you're collecting the yeah. stuff from the cat. And t- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, when a kid swallowed his first tooth that he lost, you know, and he cries his eyes out. Yeah. Until you <coughs> collect it. So, before I, I I'm just trying to think what kind of German bank manager is going to welcome you into his office when you walk in with a small package. <laughs> so this, this was the note. This is what my cat had just done. <laughs> 500 euros. Yeah. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> um. Well, you know what? But actually, 
what, how old is my daughter now? She's 11. When she was about five, huh? she was given a 10-euro note yeah. by my sister, and she was instructed to share it with her brother, right? Oh. So what Margot did, she ripped the note apart. And I went to the town of Sparkasse, and I told him the story, mm-hmm. and it was no problem because I had it both halves. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, well, but still, I mean... So that's because why. Because, you know, if you've got only half, you could go into another bank and with the other yeah, half. Right, right, right. But yeah. it was very cute, you know, Margaret was told to share it. So she said, here, Thomas, you know, here, have the other half. I've heard, of, I've heard of people having birthday cards with money in, you know, like they, right. you know, collect up in the office, give you money in the mm. cards. And I've heard of people who are sort of log fires at home and they take the card out and throw the envelope on the fire. And oh, gosh, yeah. So the week later, well, you didn't give me anything other than the card. And it's right. Like, well, didn't you find the money in the envelope? What yeah. envelope? It's like, well, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, it does happen. Of course. The one you yeah. threw on the fire. Yeah, so anyway, back to the um, original question. Mm. Did this take place in Berlin? Did it take place in Hessen? Or did it take place in Rheinland-Pfalz? Danny, you've gone again, again for the one that I wasn't going to get. Oh, you haven't given me the one that I was going to get. <laughs> okay. What were you going to guess? Uh, I was going to guess Baden-Württemberg. Uh, I reckon that, uh, that somebody trying to, uh, to to get money out of a bank like this would have to be Swabian. That is not but a bad uh, thought. That is, a, that is an interesting thought. I shall discuss it with my wife later and see what she says. <laughs> but I, well, I'm clearly totally Because that's where she comes from, you see. So she's oh, used oh, to these sort of <laughs> comments. There goes my t-shirt. <laughs> no, no, no. She's, she's quite happy. We, we often have discussions whether Swabian in Germany is a bit sort of like being Scottish in, in the it UK. Is. Yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> it is for Germans, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, let me think. <laughs> okay, moving along. Berlin hasn't arrived in their boats. Um, let me think, let me think. I, well, of course, Hessen is the, is the place where the banking capital and the, um, all the big banks' headquarters are, so it's quite possible that that might be the place where the court case would have taken place even if the cat had been located elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a thought. Um, Berlin. I mean, they're all quite wacky in Berlin. And, you know, the, the concept that you might feed a 500 euro note to, to your cat, um, you know, in, in one of the, uh, you know, the scene households of Berlin is... Uh, yeah, perfectly possible. I mean, um, I, I think people in Rheinland Pfalz are too grounded in reality to leave a 500 euro note lying around anywhere. So I'm, I'm going to dismiss Rheinland Pfalz from the. Do you leave a 500 euro note lying around anywhere? But uh, well, no. I, I think I'm going to go for Frankfurt because I reckon even a Berlin cat might as well have taken. A bank to court in Frankfurt. Final answer? Final answer. <laughs> Hessen. It's going to cost me a t shirt this week. Okay! <laughs> Finally! Oh, you're right, you're right. You're, you are correct because what, the, what they did, I didn't say which bank, of course. 
In fact, the person concerned didn't go to any bank. He went down to Frankfurt to the Bundesbank okay. and insisted mm. that they gave him his 500 euro note back. And, and when they didn't, the obviously, where did you take the Bundesbank to court? Yeah, in Frankfurt. Mm. Of course, yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, as they say, stay on the line afterwards because I'll need your address. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> to send you the t shirt once, uh, once I've had it made. Oh, well. <laughs> well, you send, you actually, send me an email with the address and, and the size, and I'll have one. <laughs> yeah, have one I, I, shall, I, I don't want my size broadcast all over the... No, 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 no. Send, no. send that to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I'll take away the, the only advantage of it being radio, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but we, we, we could cut that out. I mean, we, <laughs> we, 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 are no, we are known to edit things out from time to time. Not in this podcast, mostly, but... Um, Yes, you should, you should hear German words explained. That's usually about 15 minutes recording, and then there's five minutes coming out at the end. Oh, yes, yeah. in the beginning, yeah. I mean, yeah. when we used to record, yeah. Mm. Okay, we'll come back to that later. Um, so, last item of the day. We've got half an hour here. Um, well, actually, you were, you were saying the Berliners are a bit crazy. I have to admit, I think there's times when they go mad in Bavaria. And Maybe the Bavarians are crazy. Yeah, especially in September, because what's in September in Bavaria? Oktoberfest. Exactly. Yeah, Oktoberfest, yeah. yeah. And do you know what happens at Oktoberfest? The price of beer went up. And well, that, that, that happens, yeah, that happens every that. year, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's what, what, how much is a mass? I think 8.33 average, something. 8 8.33. Yeah, for a mass. Why 8.33? Or was it 8.36? It was some off number, but it was 8 euros and some 36 cents or something like that. But they don't charge those beer prices even at carnival time when they have crazy numbers. I, I don't know, but, but that's what they figured out. Maybe okay. that's with like eight tax or something. 8 euros, or eight euros was last year. Yeah. Okay, anyway. What I was going to tell you about was the, um, that the, the, um, sort of the highway code changes for Oktoberfest. Because, um, again, it's a court case here, someone, um, a motorcyclist was driving along, as you do, mm-hmm. on the perimeter of the um, Oktoberfest visa. Right. Um, and, yeah, someone came out, was a bit drunk, walked over the uh, Pelican Crossing while it was still on red for the pedestrians. And the motorcyclist has been given 50% of the blame. Hmm. The argument is that during Oktoberfest, you have to reckon with people being drunk in Munich. Oh, yeah, so even drunk pedestrians, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have to, yeah. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> I better stay here almost. You've got to drive. I walk home, you know, after a couple of glasses of wine, you know. But yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, yes, so you'd have part of the blame mm-hmm. and all the blame. Right, right. Quite right. So this is, this is this sort of, this is this mentality of, you know, the person was drunk, they caused an accident, but not really to blame because the, per- the driver should, you know, should anticipate. Should anticipate that someone drunk might be over on the streets in Munich. Hmm. Huh. Well, um, that, that, that kind of tells you how much the Germans or the Bavarians love their Oktoberfest. Yeah. This, this all seems terribly logical to me um, because uh, I, I've had some experience uh, in the United Kingdom, in particular in Scotland, and in, in any Scottish court case, uh, a mitigating circumstance has always entered if, uh, if, as they put it, drink had been taken. 
You mean for the, because the, uh, you have to react as if the pedestrian might have drunken something? Well, it, it wouldn't necessarily apply to a, a, a motorist case, but uh, to a motorist. But um, but certainly being drunk is uh, is, is mitigating the circumstance, so it's it's kind of okay to be drunk. Um, in, in this case, what, what they're really saying is that the person who is drunk is uh, normally they would be a hundred percent guilty of. Uh, or, or liable for any costs um, because they were crossing the, uh, the the zebra crossing on the on the red light. But in this case, they're saying, well, actually, the, the car should have stopped for you, regardless of the fact that uh, that you shouldn't have been on the road at that point. Because the driver should have known being Oktoberfest. Mm. Yeah. There's more drunken people around. Yeah. So, you know, in the same way that uh, that, that being drunk in in Scotland is uh, is a mitigating circumstance, it's the opposite in in England, um, where it, it it also counts against you. You can be you know prosecuted for being drunk and disorderly. Um, whereas you know in, in Scotland it will get, get you off being. Uh, being prosecuted for all, all sorts of uh, you know, street fighting and things because you couldn't help it, you, you, know, you didn't know what you were doing. Yeah, it sounds more like Germany then. Which one mm. sounds like Germany? Scotland sounds more like Germany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah, we so forgive you and, uh, not, not forgive you, but, uh, no, but we, yeah. I mean, imagine the yeah. poor guy is in insurance, you know, he's going to... I would find that annoying, I mean, there's no excuse to be drunk, of course, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, and how can how can we assume that everybody knows everything? I mean, maybe he just arrived. Maybe, I mean. Well, yeah, that's the question. Where did the uh, motorcyclist come from? But uh, right. mm. yeah, that's not it's, enough. Um, <laughs> it, it, does, it sounds like a, a slightly uh, odd case, I have to say. But um, <laughs> and, and it. it goes against what would normally happen in most places. However, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing whether the, uh, the same rules were now apply in Carnival, for example, up here in Northern Westphalia. Yeah, they, yeah. they had, yeah, uh, Rheinland-Pfalz uh, have other rules for Carnival uh, about smoking. When, yes, the smoke, when the smoking ban came in, they put, everyone else was starting, you know, the 30th of November or something, whatever it was. It was October, or October 1st or something, yeah, yeah right. And yeah. Rheinland-Pfalz put it back to the 15th of February, so it wasn't intervening in the carnival Ah, season. yeah, okay, so yeah. So it had sort of an extra mm. winter. Right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah, you can have your state laws, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. that was Truly German, mm-hmm. episode four. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us, Cathy. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed it. I did very much, thank you. Okay, and if anybody wants to read Cathy's book, I'll put a link on the podcast entry in the blog, or in our blogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, like I said, I need your address for your T-shirt. Yeah. The first I, I will You're the first one that's managed it up to now. Okay, rub it in. Rub it in. I'm not coming back. <laughs> I'll be back in two weeks and make a fool out of myself again. <laughs> okay, yeah. Truly German, we'll be back in two weeks' time. <laughs> yeah. So until then, bye everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Truly German is a podcast from allthingsgerman.net. Responsible for the content is Graham Tappenden in 61440 Oberursel, Germany. Thank you.